0: Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the socially sensitive podcast. I'm David.
1: Taco here.
2: And I'm Wolfie.
0: All right. We're back and we uh still have no idea what we're doing. But all right. Um so how you been doing this week?
1: Pretty awesome. Everything's been going good. Good. I'm not dead yet.
0: <laughs> That's always a positive.
1: I ain't got the COVID yet.
0: Haven't got the vaccine.
1: I ain't got the vaccine either. Zombies haven't taken over. Yeah, yeah so.
0: <laughs> Wait till the vaccine rolls out a little higher. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Then we'll have them all
2: over the place. Get us going in a direction. All right. Whole host of ours. Oh yeah. You know, like I,
0: I had written in my notes. Exactly. That, uh, yeah, the "Do as I say, but not as I do" is the message demonstrated by many of our political officials. <laughs> Indeed. Everybody's favorite, Nancy Pelosi. You know, she's been one of the biggest news stories. Well, it's, what, a month ago now. But Mm -hmm. when she did her little salon visit, you know, (laughs) she thinks everyone should, you have to follow the mask mandate. Nobody goes out. You social distance.
1: You got to get your hair done, though.
0: Yeah. She went out and got her hair did um, and got caught because, I guess, the salon owner released the uh, cctv video of her in there getting her hair did and here was her apology if you want to call it that
3: i take responsibility for trusting uh, the word of a neighborhood salon that i've been to over the years many times and that um, when they said what we're able to accommodate people one Person at a time, and that we can set up that time. I trusted that. As it turns out, it was a setup. So I take responsibility for falling for a setup, and that's all I'm going to say on that. Mm-hmm. Oh. I think that they, own, uh, that this salon owes me an apology for setting up. I feel your question and your question are an opportunity, and I thank you for them.
0: I don't care what anybody says. She's a horrible human being. <laughs>
3: At least she's
2: <laughs> Yeah, her hair Very looked true. good. And her, her hair looked great in that clip. And here's the thing. She's saying that she was the victim of a setup by a salon owner. She's supposed to be third in line to the most powerful country on the face of the planet. But a hair salon person can pull the wool over on her <laughs> eyes? Yeah, Maybe it's time for, since her cognitive abilities seem to have degraded to this extent. Maybe she needs to get out of office. I'm just
0: saying. Yeah. Have you ever listened to her just talk and watch her? She just – well, that's one of my favorite TikToks. There's a woman that um, parodies her, and, you know, Mm -hmm. she has the makeup all messed up and the hair all messed up, and that woman is amazing. And all she does is uh, lip sync clips of Pelosi. And and here's something else. She's talking about, you
2: know, it's a setup and stuff
4: like
2: that. She says she calls the salon and they say that we can accommodate one at a time. It yeah. must have, you know, I'm thinking it was probably a given that, yeah, we're, we can accommodate one at a time as long as you're following the rules right. that have been set down. They probably didn't state that because they didn't think they probably had to talk to a three year old, you know, <laughs> to uh, let them know that, hey, yeah, we can do it, but you got to do everything that they say. She, since she's supposed to be, like I said, this hugely responsible and just intelligent individual and, like I said, third in line for the running the free world, but she would understand, hey look, they made these rules, these mandates that they want us to follow and we can do that as long and we can accommodate one at a time as long as you come in the way you're supposed to, wearing your mask and doing all you whatever you gotta
1: do. Right. But
2: she didn't do it because she's Nancy Pelosi. She don't have to right. she, she's, she's she don't a, have
1: to
0: She's above the law.
1: Well, you got to remember, exactly. given the right scenario, she may be our president come halfway through next year. Right. <clears throat> yeah, I know, and that's scary.
0: Probably sooner than we think. Yep. If, um,
1: or she could end up being our vice
2: president.
0: I mean, Biden was half taken out by his dog. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, if your puppy can get you that close to yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right.
0: Well, your governor is another one that's the same way. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody loves Mister Northam, so
2: nobody does. That's like a lie. No. And here's the thing: this is this is my opinion on this particular subject. Since I live here in Virginia, Mister Mr. Northam decides to go down to the coast and visit and see what's going on down there because I think they were saying Norfolk or whatever had a uh, had a planning place.
0: Yeah,
2: right. To to say, okay, we can have the beaches open up and still stay, you know safe from the COVID. So he goes down there, you don't have a mask on, nothing at all. I've got
0: a nice audio things. clip of that if you'd like to, you want to hear
2: it. Yeah, go ahead. Let's, let's listen to the audio clip.
5: Yeah, good morning, Blaine. It just definitely was not a good look for the governor over the weekend. We told you on Friday that the beach opened up again here to the public uh, again on Friday with these new guidelines. And You can see it right here. Keep your distance. Stay six feet away right at the top. So there was just a lot of backlash when Governor Northam visited the beach on Saturday and was seen not wearing a face mask or standing six feet apart from others. Photos of the governor again not wearing a face covering went viral over social media and many people expressed concerns of Northam not practicing guidelines he actually imposed. You can see him standing close to people, taking pictures with them. One viewer stated on our Facebook page, quote, I thought it was a great move for Governor Northam to go to Virginia Beach yesterday, but for him not to wear a mask on the boardwalk was a huge mistake. That was an opportunity for him to model the expected behavior, and he blew it. I'm very surprised and disappointed. Again, that is what one viewer said on our Facebook page. Governor Northam's office responded to the viral photos on yesterday Day. and according to the governor's officials, Northam still encourages wearing face coverings when social distancing is not possible.
0: Except for me.
2: <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, and so, like I said, he comes back from that little trip, like I said, it blew up on social media about him being down there and basically being a hypocrite, saying, you know, this is what I want you guys to do, but I'm going to go down to Virginia Beach and I'm not going to do that. So, in my opinion, what we have here is he comes back to Richmond and since it blew up on social media and it looks so bad to him, then he comes out with, "Oh, okay, fine. You're going to be that way. Then I'm going to, you know, I'm going to double down on this mask mandate crap and this lockdown stuff." Yeah. And uh, I think he was just being petty.
0: He apologized. Also, I've got his apology here.
2: Yeah. Oh Lord, <laughs>
4: yeah. It All was. Sad. It's one of those. I visited the Oceanfront with the intention of speaking to the mayor thanking first responders and ambassadors, and seeing how the reopening plan was working. I also planned to take a few questions from the press.
0: But I forgot my mask. On my way to
4: talk with the reporters, some well-wishers came up to me and asked to take pictures. I was not prepared because my mask was in the car. Because I was afraid. I take full responsibility for that. People held me accountable, and I appreciate that. In the future, when I'm out in the
1: public, I will be better prepared. He'll forget it in his car again.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: But if he was genuinely concerned and scared for his life and the safety of, of others, would it be that easy to just forget it in his car?
1: No, it wouldn't. Like when he was at the beach, it was fine. Fish can't catch COVID.
2: Right. <laughs> Seagulls.
1: Well, we don't know yet. I
2: think they catch. <laughs> captains. Yeah. So maybe you can, and it's supposed to be like floating around in like little droplets of water anyway. So if you sneeze out on the ocean, it's probably you know getting some kind of shark, and you end up some kind of zombie COVID shark swimming around. It's crazy.
0: Which I'm not medical, but if if it's that easy and it's in so much little every little droplet of saliva that I have, and and if I sneeze or cough or have a runny nose, if it's so dangerous, then why do they have to jam the Q-tip so deep into my brain to get to it? Can I not just lick something? I should be able to lick the Q-tip and that would be enough.
2: Yeah, or just rub it
1: on the inside of your cheek. Yeah, It's like when you go get a DNA swab or something.
2: You would think. That's in, it's insane.
1: Well, the last time I actually had to take a test, they didn't stick it all the way up into my brain. They just stuck it in my nose, and it was almost like a power drill with the way that woman just <laughs> twisting it with around her. so quick. I mean, I didn't have any boogers by the time I was done, but, shoot, Get you cleaned out. Yeah. Get a negative test and still quarantine.
2: That's
1: lovely. Yeah. Here's my thing with – I mean, they're talking about
2: mask mandates coming up. It's Biden. He, once he gets, you know, 100 days – 100 days of mask wearing. You know, I mean –
0: but, but he's still but flip-flopped on that. When yeah, no, the, when but, pushed, are you going to mandate but, it, or is it going to be, like, a requirement? And it's kind of like, well, I'm going to talk to the governors.
1: I'm going to talk to the people, and when we're going to have masks, and then, then you're going to wear it, and then yeah. it will mandate it.
0: And then if they don't listen to the governors, he said then he'll talk to the the mayors and the... The you know, Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and here's, the, but the 100 days, it's just a, it's just, I mean, it's just a number just thrown out there. Well, oh, right. in the first hundred days, we're going to have a mask mandate. Everybody's got to wear a mask for 100 days. So if we wear the mask for 100 days, on 101, there shouldn't be any more COVID left. It should be gone, all dead. Also, I heard something today that was saying that even though the, uh, we've got a vaccine that's that's on the way that's, you know, that they're still gonna you know, require people to wear masks even after they get the vaccine. So what is the purpose of I mean, to me, if I'm gonna go get in line and, and get the vaccine, one of the big perks will be, hey, I can go back to life as normal. I don't have to wear a mask. I've been vaccinated, which means I'm safe. People around me are safe. I can go about my business and my daily life. But no, you got to keep
1: wearing the. You got to keep wearing the mask long enough for the government to print out the little cards that you'll end up having to carry around, saying that you took the vaccine.
0: That's right. Hmm. You have to show your papers. Hmm.
2: Is it going to be? Is this little card? Is it going to be shaped in the shape of the Star of David? Probably.
0: Here? Yeah, they'll just go ahead and pass it out as stickers.
2: You got to wear it on your clothing. Wear it on your
0: clothing. No, they, um, I mean, T- Ticketmaster has already come out and said that when they go back open to full scale, uh, you know, events um, mm-hmm. that they're going to require um, the day of like when you show up to go to the event, they're going to you're going to have to show evidence um, that of either negative testing or um, your card showing that you were vaccinated. Or this you won't get you won't be admitted in
2: this is getting ridiculous that is that is totally ridiculous
0: now I'm all for I, everybody if you're if you're nervous and you're concerned, wear a mask if you know if or if you have a medical problem right and it's, it's know, probably it's, it's a wise is. thing for everyone to do. My only problem is the moment it becomes that the government mandates it and requires it. Um, and I know most people say, oh, that's because people are too stupid to listen and obey on their own. Obey. That's what everybody wants you to do is obey. Um,
2: but then you look at, at countries like right. Sweden that, you know, they never had a lockdown. They never had a mass mandate. And they're probably handling, I think they've had probably the fewest deaths uh, overall of any of the countries on, except for maybe, you know, I don't know, but... Still, they've, they've handled it totally different than the rest of us. If people like Cuomo hadn't have taken people that were COVID-positive and stuck them in nursing homes where these are supposed to be the population that's at risk, your, you know, your, your, your grandmothers, your grandfathers, and stuff like that, the ones with you know, already medical problems. So, okay, we got these people that already have medical problems, so we'll take these people that are infected with this disease and we'll just put them in here with them. How much? The, and, and they 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 treat him like he's a freaking genius. They gave him what was it a an Emmy or some crap like that?
0: Yeah, something. I'm
2: like, really? He he's responsible for the numbers being. He he's partially responsible, I believe, for the numbers being as high as they are. Oh yeah, because it was something. It was. I think forty forty five
0: percent of all the deaths in New York were from nursing homes.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly. If he would have taken those people that were positive and put them on the ship that Mr. Trump, the president, had sent to him, then we may not have had such huge numbers in New York right. City. But yeah. you'll never know because he didn't do it. Because that's how you because, actually
0: quarantine people. You separate yes, the sick,
2: exactly.
0: not yes. and, quarantine and everyone.
2: Yeah, exactly. You don't. as a matter of fact, where I work, they've got a mask mandate going on now. And uh, if you're not wearing it right, they can say something to you. And eventually it's you know it's a it's a they'll say something to you then it's a, an official verbal warning, then it's a write up and then after you have i guess one or two write ups about it, you can be fired over not wearing your mask the right way All right
1: well what's the deal with the nursing homes and the fact that if you go to visit somebody at a nursing home, you go to essentially what is a giant plastic wall with gloves going through it to give your loved yeah. ones a hug, but yet the nurses that work with these same people are allowed to go home every day and leave right. during lunch. Come back. What, where's mm-hmm. the difference in that? What do they do spraying with Lysol before they walk out the front door? Oh well, um, I mean, it really wouldn't matter if they what they do going out the
2: front door. It's just when they come back in. Are they sterilizing these people when they come back in? Are they you know before they go in and, and deal with the 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 pe- the patient? Are they you know washing their hands? Are they putting on a brand new uniform, getting a brand new mask, putting on brand new? I mean, because I mean if you're going to be serious about it, that's what you got to do. And I don't think they're doing that. I don't think people are taking two or three, you know, uh, changes of, of clothes to work with them every day just to be able to, to, to do that. It's no. not fit.
0: Yeah. But it's the same way most people wear their masks. They wear the same one and, you know, then they leave it hanging in their car or in their home piled up on their dresser when they come in. And they use they don't wash it and they use the same one over and over for days or weeks at a time. When you're supposed to change out every single time you remove it. You're yes. supposed to either clean or uh swap it out for a new one.
1: It's like the surgical mask. You'll see people wearing the same surgical mask for weeks at a time until yeah. the string breaks.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm guilty of
2: that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I am too. The one I wear when I go in the courthouse is hanging on the the air conditioning vent in my car and I put it on when I go into the courthouse and when I come back out I hang it back on.
2: Well at least the sunlight will kill the germs. Yeah. Possibly.
0: Yeah well that's what they say yeah that uh, UV light um, kills it pretty much instantly.
2: It's it's an upper respiratory disease. But you want me to wear a mask on my face so let's say I walk through this, this great big huge Uh, gaggle of COVID floating in the air and it lands on my mask because I'm a good boy and I'm wearing it the way I'm supposed to now you've got all this COVID hanging out on your mask it's giving it the most opportunity to get into where it needs to be to actually give you a problem to get you sick it's hanging out around your mouth and your nose Yep. What sense does that make?
0: Yeah, and then as soon as you touch your mask, and then rub mm-hmm. your eyes, right. I rub
1: your eye, there you go. I mean, you watch you're... anyone
0: touch their mask; it's you know a thousand times.
1: Or even if you blow it's too like you hard, got... you know, you would think it would. Oh yeah. So you got a COVID catcher right there on your face. I think it's kind of silly.
2: South Dakota, I don't think did a lockdown. I don't think they have a mask mandate either, and I think they've probably got one of the lowest death rates of our in our country. Which brings me to one of my my point is that with America being set up the way it is 50 different states you don't have to do something across the board in every single state they're little bitty laboratories and i'm sure we've all heard this before but they're little bitty laboratories for you know you can try different things and actually find what works what what works well you know whether it be taxation or Covid response, you've got. You don't have to do the exact same thing all over the country. You can do different things and see who comes out best. See, hey, look, you know, this is what I learned from my experience. This is what my, we learned over here in this state. And then you put it all together, and you come up with a better plan. But you're authoritarian. They don't like that because it's like you must comply. You must do as I say. Yeah.
0: We all have Period. to follow uh, Tommy Fournier. Mm-hmm.
1: That's the way it yep. seems like it felt because during the first shutdown, I mean, it wasn't an actual ordered shutdown originally. It was just kind of saying, giving the local governors of each state the opportunity to do, like, to do what they thought was best. And then each state at the time took the lockdown, and that can be taken in a whole different direction, given the right circumstances.
0: Oh yeah, well, that's how our governor Andy Beshear he 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 took the ball
2: and ran with it. Yeah, good old
1: Bushy. Yeah.
2: Well. Unless what they're suggesting that we do goes through the legislature and gets codified into law, it's just a suggestion, in my opinion. That's just me. You know, I mean, I realize he's the governor of the state and everything like that, but uh, you can't. He just can't just sit up there and say, "Okay, you got to lock down, and if you don't lock down, you're going to get fined a thousand dollars every time we see you out, right. and you don't have your mask on." But, no. You can't do that. See, that's what King George did back in the day. He just made, you know.
0: But there are some areas house. that are doing that.
2: Yeah, and they're wrong. That's, right. in my opinion, that's not, that's a dictator.
0: Well, that's what California, Gavin Newsom, that's, the that's all that is. Governor there, that's what he did, you know, because they have some of the toughest restrictions there. Mm-hmm. And he went to, uh, um, you know, the video came out of him at a birthday party. They went to the French Laundry. It's a big, yeah. fancy restaurant. the you know, Incredibly something like fancy. 800 to to $1,000 a plate, kind of.
4: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and the whole time, while he's telling everyone else, you can't get together with your families for Thanksgiving. You know, his kids went back to school. They're kind of in a hybrid in person, but they're in a private school in uh, Sacramento. Um, while he still had all of the public schools closed. So
2: once again, it's do as I say, not as I do. Exactly.
0: Here's a clip of uh, Tom McClintock talking about uh, Gavin Newsom's getting caught.
4: I rise this morning in defense of Governor Gavin Newsom, who recently defied his own idiotic COVID edicts as he partied at one of the few restaurants that's not yet been forced out of business. I defend him because he was doing what we once all did in a free society, make our own decisions over what risks we're willing to run and what precautions we're willing to take according to our own circumstances to protect our own health. Yes, COVID is a nasty bug, and a quarter of a million Americans have died while having it. But this isn't the bubonic plague. The CDC's best estimate is that if you're under 49... Your chance for surviving COVID, if you get it, is 99.92%. Even if you're over 70, you have a 94.6% rate of recovery. 40% who get it don't even know they have it. And yet we've allowed our officials to ruin our quality of life over it, destroying countless businesses, throwing tens of millions into unemployment, robbing our children of their educations, and shredding our most cherished rights as Americans. Governor Newsom's night of partying should be a wake-up call for every American. Every time we step outside our homes, the risks that we face multiply. A free society assumes that its citizens are competent to assess those risks, balance them against the avoidance costs, and to manage their decisions in a generally responsible way. It's called common sense and it's a necessary prerequisite for self-government and liberty you can
0: drop the mic right there
4: he uh, <laughs> you know mm-hmm.
1: i absolutely love how they make it out like he was partying at a restaurant not talking about the type of restaurant he was at it sounded like to me with the way that he he was saying it was like oh he was just out like at mr gaddy's you know, <laughs> yeah. eating some pizza playing some arcade yeah, no,
2: he was at probably one of the most expensive restaurants, probably in California.
0: Oh, I think it's one of the most expensive in the country.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's top of the line, which Sorry. means you pay a whole, whole bunch for it and you get teeny tiny little portions.
0: <laughs> yeah. I guess he was safer there because he didn't have all, all of us low lease in there contaminated. Yeah. To, all of us. To bring in the all virus. Us,
2: all of us deplorables. Yeah.
0: Here, I got another well, little quick clip of, uh, South Dakota's Governor Christy Noem, She's talking about masks. Um,
6: There are many states that do have mask mandates in place, um, and some that do not. Um, But I look at their rate of spread, and the fact is, is that cases are increasing in many of those states as well. If you look at Wisconsin, they've had a mask mandate since August, and they have a higher rate of spread than the state of South Dakota. You look at Montana, they've had a mask mandate in place since July. Both of those states have higher rates of spread than the state of South Dakota. Uh, When you look at Wyoming, it has the fastest spread in the nation. Uh, And that is the concern that I have is many times uh, I don't want to approach a policy or a mandate just looking to make people feel good. I want to do good and actually put forward provisions that make a difference for families. And these local communities have some flexibility today that Sioux Falls can make a different decision than Rapid City. Rapid City can make a different decision than Lemon, South Dakota. Watertown can make a different decision than Pierre. And and that's what some of these local leaders are doing in, in reacting to the people in the community based on what they
0: want. That's exactly like what you were saying. It's, it's not a one-size-fits-all
2: no, it's not, and it shouldn't be. Right. I mean, if if they want to be, if they want to be honest, and if they want to actually, you know, claim that, oh, the science says this and this, then they need to take into account places like South Dakota that doesn't have a mass mandate that hasn't had you know people locked down, and I think Florida is the same way. I don't think they locked people down. I don't think they. Uh, I don't think they have a mask mandate.
0: Right. And he said that he wasn't going to enforce the, uh, when Biden comes in, if they do the 100-day mask mandate, he said he wasn't, they weren't going to enforce it there if they were.
1: I actually uh, know some people that's went to Florida recently, and uh, they actually said that they felt safer in Florida without all of the restrictions, because people just, for the most part, just seemed like they, I guess you could say they were doing what you would expect people to do during this they went to the disney parks and yeah of course they're making you social distance and the parks and stuff make you wear a mask but even outside of that just on the street they said that it 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 felt like to them that there was nothing going on Mm. like um like it was normal everyday life but they felt safer there than they do in these smaller towns just because of the way people act i guess right
0: yeah you go to some of those areas and then you almost forget um but i mean I think everybody should social distance all the time anyway. I don't want anybody in my space, virus or not.
1: Yeah, like I right mean...
0: <laughs> so. <laughs>
2: You're just <any> social. Right. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm socially sensitive.
2: And that's, and that's yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, if that's what you want. Right. That's why we're calling in the podcast. Right. Because so nobody, nobody <laughs> gets over to over the
0: Dave's house. But then they're, you know, they're shutting down like... Uh, the Pineapple Hill, the lady, um, where was that, in Sherman Oaks, California, um, mm-hmm. they shut her restaurant down. Well, she was trying her best to follow all the regulations, and she built, from the video, looks like a really nice outdoor, nice tented area, the tables were separated how they're supposed to, well-ventilated, um, following all the guidelines, and then in, you know, Newsom's last shutdown, they shut those down. Um, but then, as everything, there's always a loophole. Um, for the
2: people that make money.
0: Right. So, here's, a little, here's a little clip of uh, that she recorded herself um, coming in when she uh, found it.
7: So this is my place, the Pineapple Hill Grill and Saloon. If you go to my page, you can see all the work I did for outdoor dining. For tables being seven feet apart. And I come in today because I'm organizing a protest and I came in to get stuff for that. And I walk into my parking lot and obviously Mayor Garcetti has approved this being set up for a movie company. I'm losing everything. Everything I own is being taken away from me. And they set up a movie company right next to my outdoor patio, which is right over here. And people wonder why I'm protesting and why I have had enough. (laughs) They have not given us money and they have shut us down. We cannot survive. My staff cannot survive. Look at this. Tell me that this is dangerous, but right next to me as a slap in my face. That's safe. This is safe. 50 feet away. This is dangerous. Mayor Garcetti and Gavin Newsom is responsible for every single person that doesn't have unemployment, that does not have a job, and all the businesses that are going under. And we need your help. We need somebody to do something about this.
2: Every time I hear that clip, man, I feel for that woman. I mean, it, it breaks my heart to hear that. Because you can, yeah. I mean, she's really just, she's, well, no more she's emotional. And I get right. it because, I mean, she's losing everything. And, uh, well, she's not losing everything. They aren't killing her yet. But, I mean, she's worked She's she's worked hard to, to you know, to have a business. And, and, and then she, they come and they say, hey, look, you've got to do these things. And, and then you can still kind of operate. And she does that. And, she and that's a, a lot of money out of her pocket to do that. Yes, it is. And she did it in the hopes that, okay, I'm going to recoup this because I'm still going to be able to make do business. And then they, like I said, they, they come along and they allow the, the 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 film company to set up. And you can tell from, this was it was a video, I watched it. You can tell by that that the, the tables weren't separated the way that they should have been. They were just shoved up underneath the, the tents. The tents were all shoved up against each other. No okay. social distancing or anything involved
1: there. If you've ever been on a movie set of any kind, I mean... There is no social distancing. Everything's moving so quick.
0: Yeah. Here here's you a good clip, a quick one, um SNL. They figured out how to do it.
4: Saturday Night Live is continuing to tape with live audiences, even though we've joined the
2: pandemic. Lauren, how are they getting away with this?
7: A loophole. They pay their audience members. They pay them 150 bucks to show up, sit indoors as part of that live audience. So technically, they're workers of the show. And that's why, despite all the lockdowns in the spring and New York Governor Cuomo's threats to shut indoor dining in New York City if the hospitalization rate doesn't immediately. Level off. Saturday Night Live continues to film. How is that in
1: any possible way not a parody? <laughs> I know. You know that That's that crazy. alone is a parody, right? Of life. But now this
2: is this is giving me some insight, and it's just hitting me. the uh, restaurants and bars and such in New York City. Yeah. When when their customers come in, you just tell them, "Say, hey, you're on the payroll." I'm paying you a buck. Go yes, sit down. Yeah. You're on the payroll. You're my employee. Here's a dollar. I'm paying you a buck. Go sit down. Hopefully you get that you know, you, you treat your people good that come to eat at your
1: restaurant or whatever, you get that dollar back as a tip. It's like Saw so, Goodman. I mean Saul Goodman from Breaking or, Bad, put a dollar in my pocket. Yeah. Or maybe even you maybe even you get
2: more than that, you know, the dollar back because you do a good job. Yeah. Oh, you know? Well that's how the Plus you
0: the restaurant here in London, that's how they uh During the – in because we had the indoor dining shut down again, what? Uh, A couple Uh, weeks ago, right before Black Friday. Yeah. Um, And there was one of the restaurants there in London that said that they weren't shutting down. Um, They stayed Mm -hmm. open. He just stayed open. And then finally the health department came. They pulled his license so he couldn't serve food. Uh, The ABC board pulled his liquor license he couldn't serve. Um, so what he started doing is he was just giving the food away and you could make a donation for what you thought the, uh, I guess the menu price of the items and yeah. that, that worked for a while, I guess. And then, uh, I think everything opened back up yesterday, day before, um, back to f- full <clears throat> indoor dining again, or the, the time lapsed from I guess, for the period that he had for it. to Sade was a,
1: a lot of good that whole two weeks. It, I know.
0: <laughs> so, And uh, the last thing I saw on the news this morning, that, that, that restaurant, he's back open now, got his, I guess, uh, health department, got the license, his food license back. So he's legal again.
2: Yeah, that's ridiculous. This is just a bunch of petty bureaucrats that have their own little heel, and they're the king of their own little heel. And you will not, you know... You will not defy what we say, because if you do, we'll take your liquor license away. We'll take your, you know, your food serving license away, all that stuff. That's ridiculous.
1: Did you ever think in your lifetime that you would hear about a black market dining restaurant? (laughs) Here's the thing. Uh, Believe it or not, we were kind of in
2: the same situation back in the 20s.
8: Because they had Prohibition?
2: prohibition. Yeah, during Prohibition. You couldn't get alcohol. So you had to go to secret places to drink. Of course, the alcohol that they were giving you was probably some nasty stuff.
1: But, <laughs> but now, you know, babe, I guess it went from alcohol to 2020 being like, hey, man, do you know where I can get some good stroganoff? <laughs> 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 yes. I need a piece of cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> My
2: uh, the, the, the man that, that runs the gym that I go to in Tennessee he has told me flat out he says, if they come back and they say that, that if I have to lock down again, he's stated that he is not going to do it.
0: There's been a lot that have uh, stayed open that they found that because most of the areas, even the areas that are fining, um, they usually have like a maximum daily fine that it caps at and it's usually affordable depending on the business. It's It's better uh-huh. than completely losing all that you know, days revenue. It's better just to pay the fine and uh, stay open.
2: If uh, if I were a judge sitting on a bench, and someone brought this case before me of someone who's basically a small business owner trying basically just to to feed their family, to make their bills, right. just to live life. And if it was put before me, I would be like, uh, "There's no case here. Case dismissed." No, no fine, no nothing. Just get them out of here. You're, you're free to go, sir. Because this, the, you gotta wonder if the what they're considering to be the cure for the disease is actually worse than what the disease is doing to us. Right. And you always hear on all these uh, reports that you hear, it's all like you know, oh, cases are up, you know, two or three hundred more, or, or a couple of thousand more. And you hear about cases, and then you'll hear another news story, and you'll you're hearing talking about, you know. People get tested, and a lot of them don't even realize they have the disease, which means if they don't realize they have the disease, which means they're not going to the hospital, they're not taking up bed space. So if most of the people don't even realize they have it, and they're not taking up bed space in the hospital, then what exactly are we
1: doing, and why are we doing it? Well, the media is one of the biggest problems with all of this, because it's like daily they'll announce how many like total new cases there are. And then they say our state's total cases are such and such and such, but those aren't active cases. Those are within the entire time span of since this whole COVID thing started. Mm -hmm. Tell us that, tell us whatever the active case count is at the given time. Right now. It's just, it's fear.
0: But like, that's how our governor did today, which he still does his daily report, gives his count. Here's the total number of cases. Um, but he still, they've always used, got to do it for the children, do it for the children, got to save the children. I mean, that's how they've mm-hmm. always used fear to get anything past. Um, right. and so he's always mentioning, and it's a horrible thing. I mean, when anybody dies, it's a horrible thing. Like today's he announced, I don't remember what the actual numbers were, but he of course lists, here's how many of them were under the age of 18. And it, none of them were deaths, but it, all of them were cases. So, but you can go to a Kentucky site and pull it up, and it shows total cases, and it does it in uh, by age range breakdown, total uh, deaths, um, and, and by each. Cases uh, yeah, such. and uh, since it started, and like I said, every death is one too many. But of the seventy-seven thousand people who have tested positive. In Kentucky, under the age of 30, three have died. Yeah. And so that comes out to a point 99, or the survival rate on that would be 99.996.
1: But instead of telling us that, they end up telling us, like, the, uh, the percentage of what the positivity rate is. Right.
0: I think it was, what, like 8.5% or something like that? 8.5%. Because, yeah.
1: because that's the scarier of the two numbers.
0: Right. Because everything is... Uh, so
2: you've got to keep the fear up. It's just like when they started the, what was it, the second desert war over there? Oh, yeah. Or yeah. When they went, went into Afghanistan and stuff like that, just about every day you've seen, there was something on the news about how many servicemen had died that day. Yeah?
0: Yeah.
2: It's all about the body count.
0: Well, during the swine flu, it was the same. It was going up and up. They were constantly showing, talking about the number of deaths, the number of cases, you know, as it Mm -hmm. got going. And then eventually it just died out. I mean, the virus didn't. didn't. The virus didn't, didn't, but the news coverage did. And they even actually stopped reporting the testing numbers. It's
1: just like war and combat. They call it the theater of war because it is the theater, the entertainment for the super rich.
0: Well, if it bleeds, it leads.
1: Yep.
2: Yeah. Plus, it was with the numbers going up as high as they were, it made the Obama and Biden administration look bad. Right. So we got to quit reporting on it.
0: So so they actually they, stopped testing.
2: They they actually just started ignoring it. It's right. like, look, this is getting away from us. We look like, you know, we spent a month acting like we care about this. That's long enough. Let's just put it aside and let's go on and do whatever else we need to do. We've done enough virtue signaling to let people know that, yeah, we care, but we really don't. So let's just move on to something else.
0: And they were just fortunate enough that it wasn't hitting the elderly as hard as this is. If, if, if then was hitting the elderly, like it is now, it would have, I mean, it would have been as bad for certain age ranges.
1: They either got got lucky or they underestimated what they put out. Getting back to the pineapple hill ladies, uh, I have heard, listening to different news sources
2: and and to different people, that uh, the majority of your small business owners are very conservative-leaning people, for the most part. Now, I don't know, in California, maybe they are out there, maybe they're not, I don't know. But in most of the country, small business owners are pretty conservative people, because they got to be. right. Uh, And it just seems that this lockdown, the only people it's really affecting or bothering is your small business people. So... Are they actually targeting their political opponents by, you know, in these states where they're, you know, they're mandating a lockdown and, and masks and all this other stuff? I mean, it's what it looks like to me. I know they're not giving but, you them know, any help. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, 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 no help. But it's okay to go to Walmart and you can walk around in Walmart all you want. And you can go over to Target and Home Depot and Lowe's and everywhere else. You know, the big stores, you can go to those. It's all right. It's all good. You know, COVID don't actually go into the big big stores because COVID's afraid of large areas. And uh, so it doesn't go into big stores. Yeah.
1: That's actually Y'all, one of the funny things about a, a local Walmart to us was um, you see on their social media, they're outside filming the guy with the backpack spraying the buggies before they bring yeah. them in. Then when you actually go into the store, yeah, they got some cleaning supplies there, just a little... Watered down alcohol solution that you spray on it, but you never see them outside actually doing what they post no. online. <laughs> yeah, unless there's a camera on it. Right. Oh, which
2: that uh, bringing up if there's a camera on you, the uh, one of the clips that you sent in the show notes was about was a man standing off stage, didn't have his mask on. His assistant comes up, gives oh, him yeah. a mask, which he puts on walks out to the podium, and then, you know, takes it off so he can make his speech. Right. So he's got wow. his mask on for a total of maybe, at the most, five seconds.
0: Right, yeah, it's all, all theater.
2: It's all theater. Ever It's a dog and pony show. Yeah.
0: Well, there was uh, um, that one company I saw that their HR department was requiring people, their employees, when they were on Zoom calls, meetings for work, <clears throat> to wear their masks even if they were home alone on the what Zoom call.
2: Because
0: they said they wanted it to convey the message that we're all on the the same team. We have the same goal that we, we were taking this seriously and that uh that we're
1: we're for masks. Well, no, that's it's
2: that's virtue signaling. I'm sorry. That's you, all that is.
1: What are you talking about? I'm wearing my mask right now. <laughs> what? I don't have mine on. But you did, you'll give it to
0: your dog.
1: Yeah. It can travel through cyberspace.
0: No, I mean, Stay I don't want to make too light. I mean, this it, yeah, it, it, is a, a horrible, thing. serious thing. Yeah, it's a real thing. But the the way the government is handling it, or our political leaders are trying to handle it or trying to.
1: It's a divide and conquer technique that's happened before in the past throughout history. And it just worries me of what we're about to see. Everybody thinks everything's going to get better and everything. I think it's going to get a lot worse. Until you try to take this power back from them that they've just
2: taken through no rhyme or reason or Authority. They're just like, oh, I'm just, I'm going to do this because I'm the governor. It works, and that's not, it's and it shouldn't. Exactly. We need to have people need to start rising up to these business owners, and and going down to their, you know, to city hall, going down to can the governor's house. And hey, you know, if I can't make a living and and do what I need to do, then I'm going to be here every day. I'm going to be in your Face every day, you know, until you get tired of me being here and you say, okay, fine, I'll open your stuff back up. So at least that way you're busy and you're not in my face every day. <laughs> That's just what needs to happen. There needs to be there, some civil disobedience. It needs to start happening on a large scale.
0: They started for some areas when they started rolling out the curfews. There were a lot of the areas that were having. Large numbers of people just coming out after the curfew just to gather in, you know, in, in, like you said, civil disobedience of the curfew itself when they were doing the 10 o'clock curfew.
1: Well, if the election went a wrong way, it was obvious that civil disobedience on some scale would have happened.
0: Yeah.
1: Which either way, this is. I don't know. I feel like there's a plan going on that maybe we can't see, or maybe we can, and we're just afraid to talk about it, and the world's afraid to see it. I don't know. I'm not finding the right words for this. <laughs> I well, no,
2: I get, I get where you're coming from, Taco. Uh, you don't want to sound like a conspiracy nut, though. I yeah. get it. You know, you, you, yeah. I get, because that's one of the things that I don't want. I don't. I don't want to sound like some kind of conspiracy freaking tinfoil hat man guy but I'm looking around and I'm seeing things and I've considered myself an average guy with average intelligence. And I'm like, that's just
1: wrong. Yeah. I mean, that shouldn't be happening. It's not theory anymore. It's turning into facts and that's what's scaring me.
0: There's another one is max public house. It's a pub, a bar in Staten Island. Um, and like you said, just another small business owner that wanted to stay open. And then the police come in shut him down and we had this discussion before you know at what point is you as an officer should somebody um say no i i believe that this i know this is the directive i've been given um but i believe it does violate these people's constitutional rights and at what point do you have a a stronger duty to the constitution than you do to your superior.
2: I think you've always got that because you don't, when you raise your hand to be a police officer or even go into the military, you don't swear an oath to your chief. You don't swear an oath to the president. You swear an oath to a piece of paper, an idea, the constitution. And this is what we're, this is what we're here. This is what we're all about. Your primary allegiance should always be to that, to the right of the people and not to your chief and not to your, you know, when I was in, when I was in the military, they taught us, uh, that, Hey, uh, the Nuremberg trials after World War II taught us that just saying, Hey, I was just following orders. That's not a defense when you know you're doing something wrong.
0: All right. Here's a clip <clears throat> that, that, uh, from Max pub. He, uh, they did a press conference. Here's the audio from that.
8: De Blasio and now Cuomo have told the people of Staten Island, New York City, and the country that if you speak up to the emperor, you get crushed. <clears throat> In the last week, just to give you a timeline, Lou Gelamino, one of the finest criminal defense attorneys around, and Mark Fonte, um, who represent Dan and Max pub, uh, Lou was served with, Lou was charged with a misdemeanor for trying to be a lawyer. Our political leaders came here to try to stand up for the guys and the restaurants and the movement. And Andrew Lanza was nearly handcuffed in front of Max pub for trying to stand with the people. <clears throat> the other night, we found out that it was a political ambush. More details will come your way on what's happened. But it's a tale of two cities. Walmart just announced they're paying $700 million in bonuses. And Staten Island restaurant owners are getting arrested two times in a week for trying to make a 100 bucks. The ignorance is so high that on national television they find it funny that small business owners are trying to feed their families while the millionaires sit in their perch.
2: Yeah. Yep. Man makes a really
8: good point there.
2: Like I said, your your large businesses, they're not getting hurt by this. As a matter of fact, there's I've heard reports on different radio stations about the uh, different radio shows that this has been one of the biggest wealth transfers in history almost, you know, just because all your small businesses are locked down, you're forced to go to the large stores to spend your money to get your stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, if you were a conspiracy ridiculous. theory guy, it Jeff me that Bezos is 100% <laughs> behind this. I mean, what business is going to do more if we want people to not leave their homes but still continue to shop? Amazon is the Amazon. best place to go. And this episode is brought to you by Amazon.com.
2: <laughs>
0: Jeff Bezos, send me my money.
2: <laughs> well, we're now figuring out how to make drone deliveries to your neighborhood. <laughs> oh, yeah. That'll come soon enough, I'm sure. That way you don't even have to leave your house to get it. It'll, they'll just fly it to your house, it'll land, they'll drop it, then they'll take off, and you just walk out to your yard. Of course, you got to be socially distanced while you walk out to your yard and have your mask on, even if there's nobody else around, pick up your package and bring it back inside.
1: That's what the other drones are for. They're surveillance drones that actually, you know, fly over you and be like, social distance, six feet apart. They actually did that in China. They had
2: drones following people around, and when they would come out of their house, and they were flying drones all over their cities and saying, okay, look, hey, you got to go back home.
0: And then they hook a Tech-9 up to it, and then they can just take them out right there <laughs> as they disobey. Sure. Well, but flamethrowers. Have you ever wa- watched any of those old movies, like Robocop and any of that, and you hear the voices in the background the you know telling you, here's the rules, here's what you need to do, as it's constantly played in a loop over and over again to, to the people in public.
1: The video game Half-Life does right. the same thing with yeah. the way the... Combine, which essentially futuristic Nazis took over the city. They're telling you the rules, what you need to do, what sections have been closed off under lockdown.
0: And I was in Food City today, and they've got that playing on a loop in their store. And you hear it constantly telling you to properly wear your mask, socially distance, you know, follow, yeah, I, I, obey, I, obey, I obey.
1: I never I thought I. I never thought I'd feel like I'm breaking the law by going the wrong way down a shopping aisle that has arrows <laughs> pointing this. Yeah. Oh my gosh,
2: that is ridiculous.
1: But here I got one clip. It's uh um that
0: Jim. <clears throat> Did you see the video? It, it was in Buffalo. They weren't open for business. I think the moment that they came in, but they were having a meeting in there, and the uh, woman from the health department and um. Two uh, sheriff, uh, sheriff deputies showed up to shut them down. Here's how the people responded. We're asking to feel your compassionate side. I know you're a taxpayer. You know, our tax dollars guarantee your guys' is paychecks. But well, some of these people actually work for their money, and they don't want to lose their livelihood. I've lost friends, I've lost family power. who've killed themselves. I've okay. seen clients die
8: because they've lost their livelihood. I'm sorry
5: to hear that.
8: I know you are, and I'm just a. Pal- I'm asking for you to guys yeah, have some compassion for the people that have lost
5: everything. We do have so, compassion for people. who have Okay, well, lost you need everything. to go
2: have compassion out in the parking lot. But, this is private property. This is private
1: property. This is private property. It's private property.
8: Go get a warrant.
3: Listen,
1: man, this is yeah, private property. They're not wanted here. So, do your jobs.
2: Well, her
4: job is... Well,
2: oh, no, no, your
1: you job to is, come is come to remove people that are not wanted here. We're wanted a here. Department.
2: They're not. You She's have a hiding her name tag. I'm name not. It's right It's my name. You can go. see my name They're just there. doing their job. There we go. You should all be wearing masks. I'm, I'm not doing have anything masks wrong. On. Don't worry about my health. My health isn't you, your concern. You're meant to be wearing a mask. It's a Okay, well then, write me up. Sure it's the, okay, they're they're then then the, the law. Okay, then 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 take me to jail.
4: It's not the law.
2: Then take me to jail. Not Show the me the law.
4: Show me please. the law, please. No, Show me the law. Okay, okay the law. mess, you need to leave. I want get, out, get, get, out, out, get out! Get out! Get out! Get out! Get out! Get out! Get out!
1: Get out! Get
2: no, now
0: they got to get off the property. We don't want yeah, to them off the property. There's your civil disobedience.
2: Yes, and we need to have more of that. In my opinion, we need to have a whole lot more of that. Like I said, we need to be down in their faces, telling them, you know, hey, this is not going to fly anymore. I read a rather an interesting article. It's, it's uh, the ten most important COVID-related questions the media is ignoring. It hits on. A lot of these things, suicide being a problem, uh, whether or not the lockdowns are effective or not, So, the World Health Organization, to quote this particular article, the World Health Organization admitted that collateral damage of long-term lockdowns outweighed whatever benefits they might provide, but they don't want to let you know these things. These are, right. you know, it's just all you just got to do, what we tell you to do, just for a little while longer, and, and it'll be okay. <laughs> no, it won't, because you just keep on taking more and more power into yourself and leaving me with nothing. I've heard this before, and this is not a, this is not a, an original thought to me, but you've got, we did the lockdown first. It flattened the curve, and everything was cool, and we're doing the mask mandates ever since then. They've been saying, you know, okay, everybody wear your masks and stuff like that. If the first lockdown didn't work, then why are we going back and doing it again? Because if it was ineffective, if it was ineffective, then we need to come up with a different plan instead of just doing the exact same thing over again. I mean, there's this what is it? Uh, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Well, yeah. See,
1: that's the thing. You almost, you pretty well just answered your own question. Why are we doing the same thing again? Because they tell us to, and people don't think any different, but just act, do what they're told. And then, of course, there's also the there's the flip side of that. If the Lock down worked
2: the first time. Then why are we revisiting it? Why are we doing it again?
0: Why do we have there to do? There is no, it? Yeah.
2: there is no logical. There is, there's no logic to this at all. It's just, and it's, it's what Democrats and I hate to say this, but you know they operate in the realm of feelings. You know, you got to wear the mask so it makes your neighbor feel like you care for them, or it makes your community feel like you care for them. Yeah. And it's just like the guy said in the clip. And the, the sheriff comes in, it's like, well, why don't you got masks on? Well, I don't have to have masks on. This is private property. You don't need to be here. Right? You know. Uh, and your my health is not your responsibility. I hate to tell you that, there, Karen, but it's not.
0: <laughs> but they know better. Supposedly. Yeah, everyone knows better. You know, they like to take care of everyone else's home, but their own.
2: Mm-hmm. And here's another thing. We've been doing the mask thing for a while now. And granted, you know, a lot of people ain't been wearing them right and they still don't. But and then, and then there's the people like me that just, I just don't wear it at all when I'm not at work. That uh, if masks were effective, then why do we keep seeing these spikes? Right. So obviously there's something wrong here. We should, if masks are effective and you've got, say, let's so say you've got 80, 90% of the people on board with your plan and they're wearing masks, then we shouldn't be seeing the spikes that we're seeing. The people that should be getting sick are the ones that aren't wearing the masks. Yeah. I would be interested to know what percentage of the people that are catching the disease are actually wearing masks as opposed to not wearing masks and catching the disease. They
0: that, that, that- they actually did a study on that. Well, now, now it's... It's not a formal study. It was a, it was more of a survey after the fact mm-hmm. that they. But I remember they they questioned, and they broke it down to: you always wore a mask, you wore a mask sometimes, you very seldom wore a mask, or you never wore a mask. And to mm-hmm. and all of these were the people who were all of these people had tested positive, and it was. I was thinking it was like 60 or 70% was the always wear a mask number. And the hmm. lowest percentage that of people that never wore a mask of all of that group that got it was single digit, like four or 5%. Now that doesn't mean they didn't get it because they weren't wearing a mask or they did, you know, it just means that if you're going to sample a large number of people and the majority of people are wearing masks. That's how you're there, – there's no – there doesn't have to be a correlation there. Um, maybe that's just how the numbers fell and the mask was meaningless in the situation totally to begin with. Um, it's kind of like if you were to ask how many of those people drink Bud Light or water. <laughs> um, maybe the water is a little higher than Bud Light, so then the people that drink water get COVID.
2: Isn't that the same thing?
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty, (laughs) pretty much. (laughs) That's bad. I don't even drink. I shouldn't say that.
0: (laughs) Here, I got another clip. Uh, Let's look at that. Um,
3: The dictatorial attitude toward California residents while dining in luxury traveling, keeping his business open, and sending his kids to in-person private schools is very telling about his attitude toward California residents, his feelings about the virus, and it is extremely hypocritical. These closures and stay-at-home orders are flat-out ridiculous. The metrics used for closures are unbelievably faulty and are not representative of true numbers and are disastrous for Riverside County. When the medical field is so split about this virus, it might be time to employ a little common sense. Keeping money and support from our hospitals who are struggling with normal, seasonal increases in patients coupled with COVID-19 patients is irresponsible. It appears part of the new goal is to shift attention away from his and others' personal behavior with a do-as-I-say-not-as-I-do attitude by turning public opinion against California sheriffs. He is expecting us to arrest anyone violating these orders, cite them and take their money, close their businesses, make them stay in their homes, and take away their civil liberties, or he will punish all of us. I believe that all jobs are essential to someone. Leaders do not threaten, attempt to intimidate, or cause fear. Bullies do.
0: That's uh, Riverside County. um, It's a sheriff in uh, California.
1: Yeah. Sounds like a very intelligent man. I liked where he was talking about um, how all jobs are essentially, well, they're essential to somebody. Well, I mean, somebody could be working at a restaurant, you know, and I mean, that could be their only source of income. and.
2: Because that 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 job's keeping food on the table, yep. uh, you know, clothes on your back, a uh, place to live. It's essential to somebody. Yep. You just can't say, "Oh, you're gonna have an essential job." You've got to go back over
0: here. No. Right. So we're so gonna no, shut do you down. A, no. I
2: do have an essential job. It keeps me yeah. alive.
0: One twelve hundred dollars stimulus check, half a year ago. Yeah. Mhm. Um,
2: yeah, that's a joke.
0: And then today they were d- discussing. Uh, because they they keep pulling pieces out of the the package today <clears throat> Mitch McConnell was talking about that they're pulling the two the two main parts that they disagree on is the the state money corporate protections um so that they don't get sued mm-hmm. liability protection um right. that's that's the left and rights two sticking points so they they've kind of come to the agreement if we just remove both of those then we can come to an agreement on this smaller package. It's like a seven hundred million dollar or seven hundred billion dollar package. Um, but in this new one, there is no stimulus check. They cut oh, it from twelve hundred to six hundred. Was the last talk to now nothing. That's lovely. So it'll all go more money to PPP, you know, stuff like that.
2: More money will go to businesses, right? But if you're a, a small business, you need that, but. If, well, if, yeah, but you've also got the people that that are small business and are and they need money too. and It just don't need to go to the business. It needs to come to the people. Right. How about this for a for a, uh, a stimulus thing? I think uh, it was, what like nine trillion dollars was what Nancy Pelosi was talking about with her stimulus package. I think Let's it's take three, out,
0: three something.
2: Okay, three trillion. Let's take out all the people, or excuse me, not all the people. But all the businesses and all the special interest groups and all the, you know, all the places for your relatives work, Nancy, let's take all that out of the bill
0: yeah.
2: and let's just take that $3 trillion and let's divide it down by the population of America, which is a little bit over 300 million people. Right. Let's do that. That would be a substantial uh, check to send to people that are hurting, needing food, needing to keep rent going, needing to keep the lights on. You know, especially with winter coming on, being able to keep heat and air conditioning, keeping heat so, you know, you don't freeze to death. Let's, let's show some real compassion for the people. Like you say, you do, oh, well, how much you care. No, you don't care. If the only thing you're sending is is, is $1,200 or $600 or, or whatever, you don't care. That's not enough for someone to stay locked down and stay, you know, whole and happy until this thing's over with.
1: Now, they would have had to give us $1,200 a month, and that still is, isn't enough Like for some families, you know. <clears> throat> but, throat> but even then, you know, just $1,200 like a half a year ago, I mean, it's nothing. That's then gone everywhere, except for people who already had money to begin with, you know. All right.
2: And here's the thing. Even the people that had money to begin with, they've been taken, and they've been stuck in a lockdown for however many months now. And that $1,200 came and they've already blown through that a long time ago. And now they're in their savings. That's how they're living. And if they, if they were lucky enough or with That's if they had savings. Yeah.
3: Exactly.
2: Exactly. If they looked that far enough ahead in advance and said, okay, look, I need to, I need to have a little fund here so that I have, you know, if I get out of my job or whatever, I can pay bills for like the next six months. You know, but even there, if you're looking at that, That six months is coming up real soon, and people are going to be running out of that, too. So now it's going to be—it reminds me of a lot of of what happened in communist Russia when they went out into the country and they they were taking all the food away from the farmers and stuff like that. And you had to walk to a central location to get your—a lot of the amount of food for the day. And then you had to walk back to your house. This just looks more and more like that, and that's that's scary. Because when they did that,
1: evident
2: uh,
1: <laughs> Go, you know the you know the thing.
0: He'll fix it for us.
1: You know the thing. The thing. <laughs> the thing.
4: Unity <laughs> over division. We choose science over fiction. We choose truth over facts.
2: Yeah, because we don't like the facts. And
1: yeah, that's the truth.
2: Speaking <laughs> of the thing, let's. I've delved into the Constitution here uh, a little bit yesterday and today. But the Ninth and Tenth Amendments to our Constitution, the, the Ninth basically says, the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. That's the Ninth Amendment. And the Tenth Amendment is Powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states, respectively, or to the people. All right, now, just, let's stay with me just for a little bit. In the Declaration of Independence, it tells us that uh, you know we hold these truths to be self-evident, that uh, all men are created equal, endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, and those rights are uh, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. The ninth and tenth amendment is basically telling us, it's like, Hey, look, we don't have the room to list every single right that you have as an American. It's just impossible. Right. So that ninth amendment is a catch all. And so is the tenth yeah. to uh, say that even though we're not, we're not going to list. I mean, they, they, they did the big ones, you know, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom to keep and bear arms, you know. They did the big ones in the, the first two amendments. And then they said, Okay, down in the ninth and tenth they said, Okay, we realize these aren't the only rights that you have. There are other rights that you have as Americans that were given to you by your creator. They weren't granted to you by us. Right. And we're acknowledging that in this. And so these people that are are saying, you know, you got to lock down, you can't run your business and stuff like that. One of the rights that we have and the Declaration of Independence tells us that it is a right is the pursuit of happiness, which means whatever it is that you do to, to, to make a living, that's your that's you pursuing happiness. Right. The government doesn't have the right to come in and tell you you can't pursue happiness or that you've got to quit pursuing happiness.
0: Until your rights violate someone else's rights.
2: <laughs> well, yes, of course. And that's, that's common sense. Right. My rights end at the end of my nose or at the end of the next person's nose. The next person's, person's nose, yeah. But we're not dealing and, and, with logical and people. And you're going to have here. these people. No. These people are going to – they're going to hear people like, oh, you know, Whoopi, that right isn't actually in the Constitution. It's like, no, it's not specifically in the Constitution. But it does say that these are rights, and these are rights that they were willing to fight for, and it was the rights that they put in the Declaration to say, okay, here, this is why we don't want to be a part of the British Empire anymore. And like I said, they didn't, they didn't actually go through and name off all these three rights, but they did – like I said, in a broad sense of the term, say okay, Ninth and Tenth Amendment—that these three rights—they're in there somewhere. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because just because it's not been set in stone in the Constitution that you have the say the right to life, the right to liberty, the right to pursue happiness—they didn't put those in there. But they put the catch-all amendment saying, okay, even though we're not listing all your rights, we're acknowledging the fact that you do have them. Right. Which is something that, like I said, these Democrat, for the most part, Democrat governors are not doing. They are not acknowledging the fact that these the, the, to be able to go out and you know run your business is your right. It's not just you know it's not just something I do because it's a hobby or I just like you know whatever. It isn't what is just a hobby. It's still your right to pursue happiness.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. But so now that Biden's president. <clears throat> We can all come together, the left and the right and sing Kumbaya. Yeah,
2: I don't see that happening. No.
0: No, definitely. The the you know, the left the whole time is always saying, We need to agree, we need to agree. Here I got another nice little audio clip. Then then I guess we can close it out shortly after. Um this is the left, how they view the right.
2: Let me tell you something about the 69 million
0: people that voted for Donald Trump. These people have revealed themselves for the racist that they are, for the tribalist that they are. You You think
4: think that's every Trump
0: voter? They voted for this consciously knowing what Donald Trump
7: stood for for the last four years. They know him. Yeah, you are being targeted, but not because you're victims. Because you're victimizing the rest of us. And I don't think that they should be forgotten. And I don't think that we should look the other way. I think we need to remember. People must remember and hold you to account. I do think uh-huh. that people need to be held accountable. How much
4: are
6: we going to just let
4: pass by? You cannot come into this White House with the idea that these people aren't the enemy. They are.
3: The hottest places in hell are reserved for those who in time of moral crisis remain neutral.
4: Shame on them. They are going to lose way more than this election. We want the prisons so filled with Trumps and Trump flunkies and Trump
0: apologists and Trump enablers that we have to convert Trump buildings into new goddamned Trump prisons. We want enough of them in there that they Jesus. can hold reunions and birthday parties. That's the party of unity.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the party of tolerance. Yeah. Yeah. You know, God is well we tolerate everybody except for somebody that disagrees with us.
0: Yeah, the only thing we won't tolerate is intolerance.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Wait, mm, what? Exactly. Where, where is that from? I've heard <laughs> I've heard that exact saying before. Yeah. I don't know. Oh
2: well. Yeah. And and that that I
1: that, that really that's kind of that's the kind of stuff that's it's scary. Yeah.
2: You know. Just because I disagree with you on a political point, now all of a sudden you're saying that I have to be sent to prison. Let's put this in another... In another uh, let's frame this another way. I've got to be sent to a re-education camp. Right. Well, AOC I've be sent, keeps talking I've gotta about... I've got to be sent to the gulag. Right. AOC yeah, keeps talking the, about
0: listing. We need to be keeping lists of all of the, the Trump supporters and the people who are mm-hmm. opposing
2: them.
1: When in history have we seen this happen
2: before? Right. Uh, <laughs> the, the, after the Russian Revolution uh, in Nazi Germany, Mao uh in China, you know, he pretty much gathered up people and killed them. Uh yeah, you name yeah, it pretty much everywhere. Well so, let's see what else is there. Uh there's another one. Pol Pot. I mean this philosophy that they're pushing and they're saying, you know, this socialism policy, which ends up basically this being communism, is uh it's responsible for I think for over hundred million deaths in the last century alone. And then you hear these people. They get up and they want to be an apologist for this this philosophy. Oh well, they weren't really doing real communism. They're not doing it right. Yeah, really, because every time it's tried, it goes the exact same way. It starts off in the academia with your professors and stuff pushing this this philosophy on their students. After enough of them get you know brainwashed into thinking that this is the right way to go, they go out they seize power. And then they start killing off their opponents because, hey, you can't be smarter than the, the grand leader. It's just like Stalin. <laughs> During World War II, you would think, hey, I'm going to leave my military alone. But he would purge his military on a regular basis because if they did something and made him look like he was stupid, he would kill them for it. Yep. If they took the initiative to actually win a battle without asking the grand leader if they should do it first— it was like, okay, you, you come back. We're going to give you this nice little medal, and then you're going to have to take this gun and go out and put a bullet in your head because you made me look bad. Beautiful, lovely
1: place to be. Uh, you know the list. They always talk about socialism. They'll, they'll, they're going to the end. Good old national socialism, I guess. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, we probably need to wrap this up. <clears throat> We've been going a little over an hour. Um I guess everybody can uh, check us out on uh, sociallysensitive.com. Um, follow us on Instagram at sociallysensitive and on Twitter at socially sense. Follow the podcast. Listen, uh, give us a five-star rev- review, um, like it. Uh, we're available on pretty much everywhere that podcasts are. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor, um, pretty much everywhere. We'll get a little better as we keep going,
1: yeah. I'll be a little more prepared next time. <laughs> we had, I maybe more drunk. I'm just here to have fun, <laughs>
0: so that's uh, and the more I talk yeah. about things, the more things I don't know sometimes seem to make a little more sense. Here we go. This room is now
2: dumber for having listened to it. Here's a good idea. Have a
4: point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. My name
0: is Jeff. My name is Jeff. See you. Bye. <laughs>